filler in business books and audiobooks takes up time that you don't have. You're here because you want the golden nuggets from each book without all the BS. The more you learn, the more power you have to affect the world around you. This is the Cut the Crap Podcast. Never read a book again. And here's your host, Ryan Calagiri. What is going on, everybody? Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Cut the Crap Podcast, where week after week, I'm condensing business books down to their core golden nuggets, saving you time from having to read it yourself. So this week, you guys, we have a book called Focus. The future of your company depends on it. It depends on it. And you know what? I agree. Focus is really important. And so, by the way, this book is by um, Al Rice. And if you guys remember, we did a book by Al Rice and uh, Jack Trout as well. The 21 Immutable Laws of Marketing. That was one of the um, earlier episodes of Cut the Crap podcast. So this book is all about focus and talks about why companies need to focus. Why do you think companies need to focus? Is it important? Is it not important? Obviously, for the most part, everybody out there listening to this right now believes that focus is important in business. However, what we believe and what actually results are two completely different things. We believe in the philosophy that if a company is focused on the marketplace, focused from a product line perspective, focused on their marketing, focused on their sales efforts, if a company is laser focused, they're going to be successful. And yet, we see companies with Uh, line extension and different campaigns strewn about left, right, and center. And it seems like a mess. And so what Al Rice is trying to say in the book Focus is that we need to take a step back and then change the course of our business growth strategy with a different perspective. Now, I like this book because it gives us a very high-level philosophy in terms of how to do that. What I don't like is his examples. You know, for the most part, it's very retail-focused. And I know a lot of you listening aren't in retail. Some of you are, but most, for the most part, most of you aren't. And so what I'm going to try to do is I'm going to try to apply a lot of the philosophies from focus to a professional services organization or an organization that just doesn't rely strictly on retail. But like I said, despite that, it's still a good book and the lessons taken away from it are very important for us to consider, especially if you're in a marketing role, sales role, or just if you're an executive trying to grow a business, it's so important that you guys understand the idea of focus. So why don't we crack right into this one, you guys. Golden nugget number one, understand why you want to grow your company. It's funny, we're all trying to grow our companies and for what reason? Why do we want to continue growing our company? You might just say, hey, that's just the way it is, right? You enter a company, you got to grow it. But why? Why can't you just sustain a specific level? You see, the thing is here, small businesses don't realize this, but once you go from being under a million to a million or to five million or to 10 million, you face different challenges, different challenges with regards to people, with regards to resourcing, with regards to competition or uh, marketing or sales. There's all these different types of challenges that come into play when you start to grow your organization. And so when Al Rice asks, you know, why do you want to grow your company? One of the reasons he points to is the cost advantages. And he paints an example for us of a bakery. So let's say an oven costs $500 and the ingredients for one loaf of bread costs $1. Well, if the bakery produces 100 loaves of bread, the fixed costs per loaf of bread are $500 divided by 100, which gives you $5. So with the variable cost of $1, One loaf of bread would cost the bakery $6 if the total amount of loaves produced was $100. If the amount of loaves produced was $500, the cost for one loaf would sink to $2. 
So obviously such cost advantages, they give companies a competitive edge because with lower costs, their products can be sold at more attractive prices, which then customers are more likely to buy. So there's an example from the book that I, I think paints a picture for retail, which you know I think that makes sense. But for a lot of service-based companies, why do you want to grow your company? With growth comes a lot of new challenges. Do you really want to grow? Or can you be happy being a $1 million company or you know, one, two, $3 million company or $5 million company? But I know there's a lot of organizations out there that want to go from one to 15 or from you know under $1 million to $10 million. Do you realize the kind of challenges that you're going to be facing through those growth periods? If you don't, you might want to go talk to somebody, an entrepreneur who actually went through a lot of those challenges and you'll find that maybe you're not cut up for it. Maybe you don't want to go through those challenges and maybe you're much happier staying at $1 million. So again, this is a question that Al Rice asks, you know, it's about, you know, why do you want to grow your company? He's And he talks about cost advantages and productivity, but those don't really apply all that much to a service-based company, now do they? So my question to you is, why do you want to grow your company? It's a simple question, something to think about. Why do you want to grow your company? And are you sure that that's exactly what you want to do? So that's sort of the first question to this whole focus book. Why do you want to grow your company? If you have a good reason for growing your company, then great. This is the foundation and it's going to make sense in the next golden nugget. So let's get right into that one now. Golden nugget number two. How do you plan to grow your company? That's a loaded question, I know. And I don't really like asking that question because it can you can take it in many different directions. But in this context, what's the strategy that you plan to employ to grow your company? Now, in the book Focus, Al Rice brings up two different strategies. Number one, line extension. So what is line extension? Line extension is a strategy that companies employ that helps them expand to sell a variety of different products while using their already established brand. So an example of that is Virgin Airlines. They decided to expand out and they decided to include different products such as uh, cola, um, vodka, a type of financial services. And so because of that, they started to break away from what they were truly great at, which is creating an amazing customer experience through their airline. And how do you think those other products did? Their vodka, their cola, their financial services. Not well, not well at all. So that's line extension. The second one is diversification. And what diversification is, is it's a growth strategy that aims to increase a company's sales volume by expanding into new markets or new products that are not related to the company's existing market or products. So an example of that is in the 80s, Xerox, which is a company that we all know and love, who makes photocopiers and printers, they too got into financial services. Completely different market. And so that, again, didn't go so well for them either. Now why? Now we come to the core focus of what this book is about. And again, focus, it's about focus, easy. Virgin Atlantic, they broke focus. It was in an area they didn't know well at all and an area they didn't go deep enough in. And the same was true for Xerox. And Al Rice makes the argument that when companies are trying to grow, they're getting into line extension, they're getting into diversification and it's wrong because it's breaking focus. These companies need to remain focused in their area. They need to continue to expand, to grow in those areas and not to diversify, not to break out into new product lines. And so I, I, mm, I, I'm kind of debating with that one a little bit because in services, I can see this, okay? In services, I know that a lot of companies out there when they want to grow uh, their company, they get into new service lines. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. 
The challenge is how deep do you go when you start to expand? There's a lot of companies that do want to add new lines of service to their their um, uh, their company's offering portfolio. The challenge is, who do you have running that? Do you have the same people running that? Do you have the same sales people do, uh, uh, selling that? Do you have the same marketing people behind it? Do you have a practice leader in place who is charged with the growth of this, who is focused solely on the growth of this practice? If you don't, chances are it's going to flop. If you do, on the other hand, chances are you have a higher probability of growing that practice. Is that person experienced in growing that practice? Is that person passionate about that specific practice? If they're not, chances are you're setting yourself up for failure. However, if so, then you have a greater chance of being successful. Now, my one concern here, though, is ensuring that it's aligned with the overall direction that the company's going in. You know, I'm not a really big fan of diversification by breaking into completely new lines of service. I think that if you have, you know, customer A, B, and C who are used to receiving a certain business service from you, can you bring in a complimentary service that they can also use, uh, an extension of what you already are providing that makes sense? It just makes sense. Companies that do that do very well. However, companies that do it wrong, they get into a completely new market. They talk to completely new buyers and it just creates a whole bunch of complexities that I don't think are really all that... um, uh, beneficial to you and the growth of your organization. It creates a lot of challenges. And my question to you is, are you really ready for that? Is that something that you want to build into your organization? That level of complexity? I'm going to argue that because this book is all about focus, I'm going to argue that maybe that's not the right direction for you. I mean, let me give you an example. If you are a business consulting company and uh, you provide business performance consulting to uh, an organization, you might want to also offer them complimentary services that they might want to buy. They might also want to buy Lean Six Sigma training. They might want to buy Agile training. I don't know. I'm just kind of throwing some things out there. But they might want to buy complimentary services from you. But don't go ahead and start offering them a a service that's completely out of left wing. You go and you maybe adopt a new product and you want to bring this product to them. And this product has no applicability to your customer base at all. And now what you have to do is you have to find a new customer base. Are you ready for that? That's the question. I don't know. So I'm asking a lot of questions here and it's more or less designed to help you think, to help spark some thought, to help, you know, get you thinking a little bit about if you're planning to grow your company, are you keeping all these things in mind? Because Al Rice talks about, again, the two strategies, diversification and line extension, he argues against them. He thinks it breaks focus and it makes it more difficult for an organization to grow because they're less focused. And uh, I, I tend to agree with him on that. What do you guys think? Do you agree with it? Do you disagree with it? Let me know what you guys think. Golden nugget number three. Now you're in a mess. What do you do about it? So now let's just say that you're a company that has gone through diversification. You've gone through line extension. As a result, you're probably receiving symptoms like, you know, we're not going deep enough. Our marketing isn't pulling in leads. Our sales isn't getting traction. Um, You know, the marketplace isn't responding to our offering. What's the deal? What's going on? The advice that Al Rice provides to us is, if you're in this position, to specialize. The importance of specialization cannot be understated here. And so the examples that he gives us, um, he points to department stores like Bloomingdale's and Macy's where they've gone in and out of bankruptcy. And um, perhaps one of the biggest reasons that they've lost customers to more specialized stores like Toys R Us, where they focus solely on, you know, providing toys and products to kids. Where Macy's and Bloomingdale's kind of did everything. They didn't really stand for anything. They didn't really specialize in one thing. 
So again, this is one of my problems with the book. It's a lot about retail and it's not really applicable to a lot of you listening right now. So let me help you out here. Let's say that you have multiple lines of services in your organization. Let's say you do some strategy. Let's say you do some marketing. Let's say you do some um, uh, PR, whatever it is. You do a whole line of different items and you know, you're finding that again, your symptoms are, you know, your sales isn't going um, very well. Your pipeline's kind of thin. Your marketing isn't um, pulling the kind of leads that you'd like. The marketplace is responding. It's just not good. The best way to grow your company, especially if you're a service-based company, is to grow your influence. Become somebody of influence in the marketplace that the marketplace wants to talk to. Chances are you are not doing that right now. Chances are you're just out there pushing your marketing message out there, talking a lot about you know the features of your services. This is what we do. This is what we do. And you're not talking about the advantages of your services. You're not talking about the benefits of your services. You're not building a personal brand connected to somebody in your company who's promoting those services, who's evangelizing those services. If you're not doing that, then I'm not surprised you're not winning. Look at a guy like Gary Vaynerchuk, for example. Now, I always bring up Gary because Gary is somebody who... He's a walking, living, breathing case study in terms of how to dominate a services-based field. He went into New York City, one of the most competitive markets out there, especially when you're coming to the marketing industry. And he decided, I don't know how many years ago, uh, maybe just say six or seven years ago, he decided that he wanted to build a marketing agency. So all the marketing agencies on Madison Avenue in New York laughed at him. They said, you got to be kidding me. You're going to come in here and you're going to build a marketing agency from, from ground zero? You know, without M&A, no mergers, no acquisitions, you're not going to, you know, go up and buy somebody? Nope, starting from the ground up. Crazy. The guy's nuts. Well, is he nuts? Right now, he's got like a 500-person firm. He's pulling in, I don't know, north of $100 million a year. And he's doing this how? Well, in a recent interview with Gary, he talked about three reasons why he grew his company. And the last one is the most intriguing. Number one, he said he has great people that support the culture. Absolutely. Two, you got to do great work. Obviously, if you do great work, other people will talk about it. In a services-based company, referrals beget referrals and referrals are, they're golden in services businesses. So absolutely, completely agree with him on points one and point two. Point number three is where a lot of companies forget about and they don't invest time. He said the reason he was able to grow his company from zero to, you know, a hundred plus million dollars a year is because of his personal influence. Why do you think YouTube has tons of videos on Gary Vaynerchuk? Why do you think Gary blogs? Why do you think he's so active on social media? Why do you think he puts out videos all the time, every single week? Why do you think Gary podcasts? Why do you think he has all this stuff out there? It's because it's to build his personal brand. And because he builds his personal brand as this marketing guru, I hate that word guru, but we're gonna go with it. He becomes this marketing guru that people just gravitate to. They want to talk to him because they feel an, ex- an exchange for his time is of value to them. Now, let me ask you this question. Does your marketplace look at you like they look at Gary? Do they look forward to talking with you? Do they feel like you're doing them a favor by talking to them? Or are they doing you a favor when you reach out to them? It's a shift in your mind that you have to make. And the way that you're going to actually make that shift a reality is if you invest in your personal brand. Last but certainly not least, golden nugget number four, it's all about perception. 
So perception in the minds of the marketplace, that's a really important key factor to growing any organization. How does the marketplace perceive you? Do they perceive you as somebody of high value, a high quality provider, or do they see you as just another me too imitation? Well, I've given you guys this example many times before. I think there's we've mentioned this in a number of business books is you'll start to see patterns as you continue to listen to Cut the Crap podcast, but I gave you an example a while back. If you were finishing your basement, would you hire a general contractor or would you hire somebody that specializes in completing basements? Would you hire somebody who specializes in plumbing to come and finish your basement? Or again, would you get somebody who specializes in basements? Chances are you would go pay more money to go with somebody who specializes in finishing basements. And why? Because that's what they do. That's their bread and butter. That's what they're great at. That's where they have a lot of experience. They have clients there. Chances are they know the ins and outs of that, which means it means less risk for you. And it means they're going to get the job done. They're going to do it right. And so when companies decide to extend their product lines or extend their service lines, they forget that. You can't just go ahead and tack on another service, tack on another product and expect the marketplace to just say, oh yeah, they're just as good as what they do um, when it comes to their core services. Add on another service, add on another product. It's all the same thing, right? No, not at all. Companies, people, they want to buy from experts. They want to buy from people who specialize. And you know what? Not only do they buy from them, they're going to pay more. I'll tell you right now, your customers, they prefer to use specialized companies because they trust their products, they trust their services, and they believe that there's a higher quality of value coming from them because they specialize in that. Okay, so now let's talk a little bit of marketing strategy here. Again, knowing that a lot of you listening, you guys come from a service-based background. Let's say you're working in a company and your company has multiple service lines. What do you do? You're hearing advice from me. You're hearing advice from Al Rice talking about, you know, you need to focus. You need to specialize. You know, without focus, you're not going to grow your company as much as you'd like to or as fast as you'd like to. So what are you going to do? Here's a marketing strategy for you. Thought leadership. You got to implement a thought leadership strategy. And while thought leadership has been around for so long, so few organizations do it right. So few organizations. Thought leadership isn't doing a speaking engagement once or twice a year. It's not about doing a blog post once a week. No way. It takes a lot more than that to build a personal brand. And I'll tell you right now, speaking from experience, building a personal brand, building thought leadership, that's how you're going to grow. When I was 24 years old, 24 years old, I got a gig writing in the Globe and Mail. And again, I don't know if I told you guys this story before. Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. Um, In any case, I'm going to tell it again. I got a gig writing for the Globe and Mail at the age of 24. And people might say, God, how the hell did you get in the Globe and Mail at such a young age? Well, number one, I worked my butt off to get in there. I persisted. I think I, I don't remember exactly the, the number. I put it in front of me before, but it was upwards of 50 contacts that I, 50 touch points that I actually used to reach out to the Globe and Mail. And uh, eventually they gave me a try. They tested me out. They saw that I wasn't full of crap and that I knew my stuff. And they said, yeah, this guy's really good. And then, you know, seven, eight years later, I'm still writing for him. Every single one of you out there listening to this right now can be in the exact same position. But you're not investing in your personal brand. And because you're not investing in your personal brand, you're selling yourself short. So let me give you a quick piece of advice here. If you guys have multiple service areas, you have to pick somebody to lead that service area. You need to have a practice leader. Somebody who's an expert, somebody who's passionate. And that person has to become the go-to expert for whatever it is that you're doing. 
if you have four lines of service in your uh, company, you need to have four thought leaders that represent that practice. And that person is going to have their personal brand pushed forward in the marketplace. And how are you going to do that? You're going to do that by getting them on a podcast, like, you know, a mothership type of content, a big piece of content. Maybe it's one video or one podcast a week. And then you're going to take that podcast and you're going to break it down into articles that you're going to post on LinkedIn, on Medium, or what have you. And then after that, you're going to take bits and pieces from those articles and have little quotes, you know, and you're going to put those quotes into a picture, for example, and you're going to post that on LinkedIn. You're going to post that on Twitter. You're going to post that on Instagram, on Facebook, and you're going to get it out there and you're going to do that on a weekly basis. And by doing that on a weekly basis, you're going to slowly build up brand. But again, don't just stop there. Change your environment. We've talked about this at a different uh, podcast as well. Change your environment. Don't just stay online. Go offline. Go and uh, do speaking engagements at different associations. Um, Do articles on uh, specific blogs that have a big audience. Go and do Q&As with industry leaders. You got to change your environment as well too to continue getting your personal brand out there. So now bringing this all back, if you have multiple lines of service, again, you want to focus by putting someone at the head of each of those service areas and building them up as the thought leader. By having that kind of focus, that kind of attention on one person, it's going to build them up as a thought leader in the industry representing that service area, which is going to absolutely help you grow, get more leads, and uh, essentially grow the overall business itself. Again, guys, this is something I'm really passionate about. If there's anything I'm extraordinarily passionate about, something I believe I'm really great at, it's the whole personal branding thought leadership game. I absolutely love this stuff. To me, it's, it's what I'm great at. And so if you guys have questions about that, if you guys are are looking at um, perhaps doing that in your own company, throw me a line. I'd love to talk to you guys about that and throw some advice your way into, you know, maybe some things to do, things not to do, and uh, give you guys a hand in that wherever I possibly can with, uh, with some advice. But anyways, my friends, that is a wrap. That is Focus by Al Rice. Now, again, I like this book because it talks about a philosophy that I truly believe in, the importance of focus. And if you're not in a focused business, if you're not growing a focused business, then definitely take my piece of advice here about specialization and investing in a thought leadership strategy. By investing in a thought leadership strategy, it's going to drive that level of specialization. It's going to drive that focus for your company, for your brand. and It's going to give the marketplace something to really hone in on. I love thought leadership, you guys. I'm a big fan of it. And I think that if you're in a, a line of business that isn't focused, if you want to focus, I think thought leadership, uh, a thought leadership strategy is definitely one way that you can definitely drive focus, especially if you're not interested in cutting specific lines of service. So there we have it, my friends. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Cut the Crap Podcast. I always enjoy reading these books. I enjoy sharing them with you. And uh, most of all, I enjoy hearing from you guys. I'm still trying to catch up on emails. You guys, I love you guys so much for sending me emails, but it is tough to catch up on these emails. I just counted them before I uh, started recording this podcast, and I am 306 emails deep that I have to get back to, and I'm a few weeks behind, um, only super busy lately, so I'm doing my best to try to catch up. If I haven't responded to you, my apologies. Please don't take offense to that. I love each and every single one of you guys for tuning in, for subscribing, for sharing the podcast on LinkedIn. Uh, it truly means a lot to me. 
Uh, if you guys can do me a quick favor, continue to get the podcast out there. Share it with your colleagues. Share it with your friends. Promote it on Twitter. Promote it on LinkedIn. Push people to the company page on LinkedIn. It's just Cut the Crap Podcast. You can find it by searching LinkedIn. And uh, it will just do me a, a really big favor because to me, my mission is to continue to get these messages out there and to help people who just don't have the time to read books and just to give them a little bit of stimulus, something to get their mind going throughout the week in uh, a very short podcast format. So give me a hand, guys. Continue getting the word out there and uh, just know that it means a lot to me when I see that stuff online. It really does. So thank you so much, everybody. I appreciate you guys tuning in again this week. I hope you all have a fantastic, productive week and I'll catch you guys back here next week with a brand new business book and brand new golden nuggets. Have an awesome week. I love you guys. Nothing as powerful as a changed mind. You can change your hair, your clothing, your address, your spouse, your residence. But if you don't change your mind, the same experience will perpetuate itself over and over again because everything outwardly changed, but nothing inwardly changed. If you want something out of life, if you want to change yourself, if you want to acquire something, if there's some goal that you want to reach, changing your behaviors, overcoming negative habits, it's challenging. It's hard. Most people go through life never discovering what their talents are. Most people never develop their talents. The only thing that's gonna make you happy, my friend, in this year or any other, is to step up. It's to raise the standard, it's to discover what you're capable of and feel that incredible power of pushing through whatever's holding you back and get to the other side of more of your true self. That's what this game's all about. When you step into your fears and continue to push yourself to go on, something happens for you. If you look at somebody who's really successful and you think, wow, I mean, they're, they're so amazing, they're such a genius, you gotta dig underneath and you gotta remember something. People are rewarded in public for what they've practiced for years in private. If you don't develop the courage to do that which has been given you to do, and you spend a lot of time going around trying to convince other people or trying to get their approval, what will happen is that you will lose your nerve and other people will convince you that what you're doing doesn't have any value and you'll give up on your dream. How much time do you have left? How much time do you have left? When you start thinking about that, we don't know. Most of us don't use the stuff that we have brought into the universe. Stop wasting valuable time. If you want something, you have got to be relentless. You've got to learn how to become resourceful. You've got to learn how to become creative. The power to hold on in spite of everything, the power to endure, 
This is the winner's quality. The hunger, the ability to face defeat again and again without giving up. This is a winner's quality. What this power is, I cannot say. All I know is that it exists and it becomes available only when a man or a woman is in that state of mind in which he or she knows exactly what he or she wants and is fully determined not to quit until they find it. There's greatness in you and you've got to learn how to tune out the critics outside and the critic inside. I'm going to harness my will and I'm not going to let anything stop me. I deserve this. Most people give up on themselves easily. You know the human spirit is powerful? There's nothing as powerful. It's hard to kill the human spirit. You are unstoppable. Live your life with passion. With some drive. Most of us go through life with our brakes on. Holding back. Decide that you're going to push yourself. You've got to focus on you. And as you convince you, as you sell yourself, every day, every day, every day, you will begin to see a difference in the things that you're doing. Selling yourself on your ability to perform a job, to achieve a certain objective. Telling yourself every day, here I go again. And I got what it takes. This is my day and nothing out here is going to stop me.